Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in the Fat Lane. It's Beefy Smalls, y'all, or you can call me Zach. Either is fine by me. I will answer both. Today, we're going to get into one of the things that I really wanted to do with this show, and that's to provide some insight on what it's like living life as a plus-size human, to provide tips on getting through certain aspects of life as a plus-size person, and today, that topic is going to be flying. That's right. Life in the Fat Lane is joining the Mile High Club right now. Ayo! That's right, that's right, that's right. We're back. Episode number three, baby. We're going strong. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, before we get started today, I wanted to remind you to head on over to your socials where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Beefy Smalls. I can also be found on TikTok at Zachary Dowell. Follow the show on Facebook at Fat Lane Studios and TikTok, the show's TikTok at L-I-T Fat Lane. Lit Fat Lane. You can also find that stuff in the show notes too, so be sure to check that out. So... As I said in the intro, we're talking about flying fat today. Because one of the things I love to do is travel. Please show me all the places. Simple, right? To just pick up and go. When you're a person of normal size, it can be that easy. You pick a destination. You pick a flight. You pack your bags. Get in the cab. And get your ass to wherever you're going. But when you're a person of size, and by a person of size, I mean a big size, like a me size. If you want to know what a me size is, check out my Instagram like I told you before. But anyways, when you're a person of size, it starts to get tricky. Am I going to be comfortable on this plane? Am I going to be next to someone who is also big? Because uh, they're already worried. I'm worried. Uh-oh. Am I going to bother the person next to me? Probably. Before they even... Have a chance to sit by you. It's already a problem. Will the seatbelt fit? No, probably not. But those are just a few of the questions that run through my head when I used to plan for flights. That was easy for me to say. When I used to plan for flights. After years of flying, though, I have found a few things that I can do to alleviate many of those concerns. With that, let's take a look at my tips for flying when you're overweight. So this, we're going to start right away with tip number one, and that's simply to plan ahead. Taking time to research the airlines you might be using, as well as the airports you'll be visiting, will save you a lot of guesswork on the days that you travel. How far away is your gate? Do you have a layover, and where do you have to go once you get off the plane? Do you need extra time to get to your gate? Knowing some of these things beforehand can ease your mind while you're traveling. Now, sometimes you won't be able to find that information, but just knowing the stuff that you can know and do know, great. Great stress relief, allowing you just to enjoy your trip. Planning ahead is also key in making sure you're as comfortable as possible. From planning on which seats you want to sit in, to the things you're going to bring on the flight with you, pillows, blankets, and that sort of thing, uh, can make you feel a lot better about your flying experience. Me personally, though, I don't want a lot of things with me. I hate carrying stuff. And I'm that type of person, I'll put everything into my checked luggage and I'll call it a day. Except now, 
for my medication. So I do keep a bag with a phone charger, medications, and maybe a notepad and a pen because I like to write stuff. But other than that, I don't want to be responsible for anything but me and my body, which is already more than enough. So taking that time to plan ahead, crucial. I mean, what I what I kind of do, and you know, now that I've traveled enough, it's, it's kind of, I have like a little routine, but just sit back and close your eyes and go from the morning you're leaving for your trip through your trip. And just imagine scenarios of what could happen and then be like, oh, if you're unsure about anything, then that's that may be where you want to start looking. So plan ahead. Give yourself enough time to make informed decisions and enjoy your trip. So the second tip that I kind of have is kind of, there's a few pieces to this. And we kind of touched on it with tip number one. And that's like the seat you're going to sit in. So a couple of things that you're going to want to know. Some airlines might make you purchase a second seat if you're impeding on the people next to you. So if at all possible, if you think that that's you, and I'm talking, you know, to the people like me that, yes, that's going to need to happen. Try to make that part of your budgeting, your planning, just to purchase a second seat. Some people will say like, oh, well, I shouldn't have to do that. Well, the person next to you shouldn't have to deal with you crawling all in their space too. But if you can afford it, second seat, well, it just makes life a lot easier. Now, I like to fly Southwest Airlines, and I'll tell you why. Because they have a person of size policy that allows you to purchase a second seat for your flight. And then when you're done with your trip, you just email them your flight number and, and your information. They'll refund that second ticket. So that's nice because I'll always purchase that second ticket right away. And then when I come back about 10 days later, I'll have half of that back. And uh, the reason why they want you to purchase that second ticket is because you want to make sure that there's enough room on that plane. Because you know they oversell these things. So by you purchasing that second ticket and checking into your flight and everything, you're guaranteed to have that seat. And what's also great about that policy is you get priority boarding. And if that's something on other airlines you can pay extra for, do it. Because walking down those aisles, so if you're not in one of the first few seats and trying to get down that aisle, not ideal. You know, you're walking sideways down the whole thing with a bag in your hand maybe, you don't want to do that. So purchase a second seat if you can. Just right off the bat, that... Me having a second seat on a plane takes care of 95% of the things that I worry about on a flight. Done. So simple. Not cost effective, but it's, it's, it is what it is. It's one of the prices you pay for being big, for being, you know, just for being you, I guess. So that and then priority boarding, try to get on the plane as early as you can just so you're not, you know, because it is embarrassing if you're if everybody's in their seats and you're trying to get through and you're just bumping into people the whole way. Oh, my gosh, that is five minutes of torture. Let me tell you. 
And I have a story that I'm going to tell about a plane incident where I literally, I had to walk from the front of the plane to the back of the plane after it was completely full. <laughs> awesome, right? <laughs> no. So that was tip number two. Just buy a second seat if you think you need one. Fly Southwest if you can, if, if cost is an issue. So yeah, that's tip number two. Tip number, oh no, going back. Let's, let's go back. Another thing with the seating that I wanted to bring up is be careful when you see the term extra large seats. When you're purchasing and trying to plan ahead and find the perfect spot. Because those XL seats do not mean the seat is wider. <laughs> no, 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 no. The XL is referring to the foot room. So things like your exit row and some other spot. If it says XL seat, not about the width of the seat. It's about the foot room you have. That's a tough mistake to make that I made. And that's going back to that story I was going to tell you. I'm going to tell, which we'll get to that. The next thing is when you get on the plane, actually, you can do it when you get on the plane. I do. I'm not, I don't need to buy one for myself, but some people do is get a seatbelt extender. And don't be embarrassed when you're asking for it. I know, I know that I, it's easier said than done, but I've never had anybody scoff at me or look at me any differently because I ask for it. Now they're already looking at me funny, the passengers, because I'm a big guy on a plane and everybody's just praying, don't let me sit next to that guy. Don't let me sit next to that guy. Don't let me sit next to that guy. If I told all the people that we were waiting in line with that I can, I can hear their thoughts, they'd all be scared. I can't. But, but we know what they're thinking. Anyhow, so get on the plane. Ask for a seatbelt extender. They will give it to you right away or they'll bring it to you, either one. But that'll, you know, then you're buckled in and you're safe. And they all have them, so don't be afraid to do that. Um, because, you know, really your safety is important. So please, please do that. Um, another thing, another tip, and I've already lost count at what number this would be, but go to the bathroom before you get on the plane. Because there ain't no way you're getting into that little bathroom. So if you have a small bladder, go, go, go. We do not want a situation where you're holding it at 30,000 feet and you can't hold it no more. So go to the bathroom. And last but not least, with this, these set of rules or tips and tricks, is just relax. It's going to be fine. If you, if you do some of the things that I've said, like planning ahead, and just being comfortable, being yourself. Don't overanalyze everything. Everything's straightforward. Book your flight. Ask for that extender. You know, just have a fun trip. Who wants to spend that kind of money to go somewhere just to be ridden with anxiety the whole time just, just to get to where you're going? And I'm going to let you on on a little secret here. 
by that second seed. I wish that I just had money to throw around like it sounds like I do by telling you to buy a second seat. But it is worth every penny. And then what's nice too is, you know, the person next to you, if it's a three, if there's three seats there, then you've made a friend because they're happy because they got extra room too now. You know what? Let's put our stuff. You know what? Let's join forces. You can set your stuff here. I will set my stuff here. We're friends now. I've made a new friend. And when you meet that new friend, tell them to listen to this podcast, please. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. But yeah, so just to conclude this topic, you know, I mean, I could have gone into a lot more depth about everything, but really it's just simple. It's hard being overweight and it's even harder being overweight when you're trying to get into tiny little spaces. We're like a genie in a bottle on a 747, man. But it's supposed to be fun. It is fun. Have a great time on your trip, wherever you're going. I love traveling. I love seeing places. Don't let your weight stop you from doing that. And if it is, let's do something. Let's try to do something to help you with that. And if you need help, if you need somebody to help motivate you, send me a message. I'll be happy to. I'm not perfect by any means. I'm still, I still weigh over 400 pounds. And I've been talking about trying to lose weight for three or four years, and I'm still only 60 pounds down. I mean, if we just add up all the weight I've lost and pretend that I didn't gain it back, I'd be pretty, I'd be doing really, really good. (laughs) But, but no, serious, in all seriousness, seriousness book that flight go on that trip enjoy the hell out of it all right i promised you a story and this is a story about the most embarrassing plane ride i've ever had my buddy dane and i went to go visit his mom in new orleans she moved down to New Orleans, and we were going down for Mardi Gras. Two big old boys. He's big like me, too. Oh, boy. We, got, we decided we were going to plan ahead, and we uh, looked at all these things, and we booked, we booked flights. And we paid extra for those extra-large seats and thought, boy, they're extra-large seats. We'll be just fine. And beside, and we were sitting next to each other anyway, so if anybody was going to be uncomfortable, it was going to be the two of us. And we'd have been fine for the three-hour flight. I don't even know how long it was now, but we'd have been fine. We'd have made it work. So we go through the motions, get on the airplane. We get to our seats. And at this time, Dane was, uh, he's about eight years younger than me, but he's smaller than me. So he doesn't usually have problems sitting in airplane seats. And like if you go to a football game in those seats. Kind of snug, but just fine. He goes to sit down in this seat and he kind of sits. And it gets not, I don't want to say get stuck, but I'm just trying to give you an idea. Like it kind of, it's a snug fit, the seat. 
And I'm looking at him like, oh, Lord, this ain't good because I am bigger than you. And if you can't fit in that seat, I can't fit in that seat. And if I can't fit in this seat, I'm definitely not fitting in all the other seats on this plane. But I'm going to try it anyways. Now, mind you, this seat doesn't have, didn't have the normal armrests. Like, it was an armrest, but it was a panel. So it was full on down. So, like, I couldn't, I couldn't somehow squeeze my hips and my butt, like, underneath the seat and have it spill out like a can of biscuits. Couldn't do it. It was like Tupperware. We were sucked right into that seat. Well, I go to sit down. I don't even go into the seat one bit. I'm sitting on top of the two armrests. Well, this is going to be a problem. This is a sold-out plane. What are we going to do? So I go to the stewardess, and I'm like, I just want you to know, flight attendant. I go to the flight attendant, and I'm like, hey, I got some bad news. I'm not, I cannot fit in the seat. So then we begin to try to problem solve on the fly. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, but turns out there was a lady towards the back of the plane who had family up front. So then we decided that, you know what? Let's just switch seats. She can come up here. I will go towards the back. I did get to sit by this guy on the plane. He was clearly not having it. Like, he saw me coming. He was like, damn it. But there was space in between us, like, on these seats. So it wasn't that terrible. But he, like, I just felt bad, like, for putting him in that situation, too. Like, it's not fair to him. He want, he needs to be comfortable, too, you know? Um, he wasn't having any, I, you know, of course, fat people. Not all, not all of them, but most of us. Like, to make jokes about everything because, you know, we try to get ahead of the situation. You can't make fun of me about something. You can't say it if I'm already saying it, if I've already said it. Old news. Um, I got trolled on uh, my YouTube video because I did a YouTube video of a similar topic. And uh, similar topic. It's the same topic. Um, and this guy said that I was an entitled fat guy. And how dare I assume that this guy didn't want to talk to me because I was fat. And I said, no, 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 no. It wasn't because I was fat that he didn't want to talk to me. He probably just didn't want to talk to me because he's on a plane and he's trying to read his book. And I'm trying to be funny. But I know damn well when he saw me coming, he looked at me and looked at the seat next to him and was like, here we go. And even if he didn't, like, that's how I felt in the moment, you know? And I don't know his name, not like I'm calling him out or anything. But, so, finally, we get situated, I get seated. Thank goodness, we we had plenty of room, it was fine, everything worked out. But, I've never had a walk of shame like that. Because, as the flight attendants are calling out to the other flight attendants in the back of the plane, everybody's listening to this, everybody's looking at me, standing at the front of the plane. And now I have to walk all the way back, bumping into each seat each person's shoulders with my ass as I go I got a stomach on one side a butt on the other you're welcome flight 283 out of Minneapolis to New Orleans but I will tell you the that trip was 
<laughs> oh, it was amazing. We went there for Mardi Gras and to see his mom. It was a lot of fun. Kind of rained a lot, but it was like 40 below zero back in Wisconsin. And it was like 50 degrees there. So there was over like 80 degrees difference from where we were to where we were going to. So as everybody is like in winter jackets in New Orleans and it's kind of rainy, we're in t-shirts and shorts, sandals. Like, bring it on. We're going to the beach, right? (laughs) We didn't go to the beach. We went to the casino instead. And then we went to Mardi Gras, had some awesome Cajun food. It It was a good time. But yeah, so that was my story. Just, you know... Going through, it was like my worst nightmare. Like, I, I could have woke up at any time. I'd have been okay with that. But just trying to navigate a situation where even though we thought we planned ahead, it didn't really work out um, because we didn't have all the information. We assumed something. But yeah, so let's kind of recap here. Plan ahead. Do all the homework you can ahead of time. So you have the smoothest smoothest experience later. Two, purchase a second seat. Or find a way to get a second seat if you can. And do not purchase the extra large seats because that's foot room, not waste. And you're not going to want the exit row. It's kind of weird to say, but they want to be able to get around you if they need to. If you're in the exit row, if I, if it's me sitting in the exit row and the plane crashes and I'm dead, <laughs> they're not getting out. You stuck in here with me. Go to the bathroom before your flight. Don't even allow yourself to be in a situation where you could possibly have to try to go to the bathroom in that little tiny bathroom and getting stuck or not to be able to even get in. I opened the bathroom door one time because I was like, oh, maybe I'd lost a little bit of weight. Looked at that. I was like, oh, my gosh. My carry-on wouldn't even fit in there. And then relax. Just have fun. Enjoy your trip. If you're worried about going on a trip, book it. Book that flight. And do it. Go. Have a great time. And then tell me all about it. If you've recently flown or you're thinking about traveling here, in your plus size, I want to know how it went. All the good, bad, and ugly, whatever. I want to hear that. Socials, please do that. All right, so like I like to do at the end of every episode is talk about my own weight loss journey and what I am doing and how I'm doing it and how well it's going, how bad it's going, that kind of thing. So this week is on point, I'll have to say. Like, I'm very pleased with how this week is going. Um, What I wanted to do, because for one, since I'm diabetic, I want to try to be low carb, you know, keto, that kind of thing, as much as possible. So um, maybe I'll have, uh, next week I'll talk a little bit more in depth about um, my specific plan because I'm kind of sussing it out right now. But what I'm looking to do is when I was doing keto and doing really well on it, I was at that 25 grams or lower of carbs per day. But I wasn't having that many different vegetables. I was sticking to like peas and green beans, which is kind of tough because those do have carbs in it too. So you got to have to like really plan for those. And I didn't have any fruits in my diet and I really love, I love fruit. So I'm trying to 
find a way to incorporate those in a lower carb diet. So what I, what I did this week is I'm lowering my carb intake to meet the keto amount. So I'm working my way down to 25 grams per day, but I think I'm going to try to keep myself at around like 40, 40 or 50. Because if that's the case, I can do the plan that I did before that I was so successful on, lost 70 pounds, but also have some of those fruits and vegetables like that I, that I need in my diet and I want in my diet. It'll make me happy. And, and if I'm happy and I'm sustaining it, then that's way better than not. So, and I'll still be losing weight. So yeah, I'm also down another belt loop. I had to tighten my belt an extra loop this week. That's always exciting. I had a belt one time that I kept using because it was fine, but I kept drilling holes in it. And I can't wait to get to that point with these. That's super exciting. Just I feel good. Like my clothes are fitting pretty good. I've been wearing clothes in the last two weeks. I've wore pants and shirts that I haven't worn in years. And there are some that I have that I bought and I just wasn't comfortable in. So I did not wear them. I, I'm, I like my clothes a little baggy. But I'm also now to the point where if, if it fits right, I feel better about it and I'm feeling good. So I'm going to wear it. So it might be a shirt that I wouldn't have normally worn before just because I'm like always trying to pull it down because it's not long. But man, it looks good and I'm getting compliments about some of this stuff. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and, it, and it's just I'm seeing the work that I've put in paying off slowly but surely. And it just reinforces this good feeling, the good feeling that I used to get from food. I am now getting it from people, and I'm getting it from the clothes I'm wearing. God, yes. When I test my blood sugar, and it's back down to, like, a normal place. What a feeling. What a feeling. And I'm, and I'm searching for that feeling every day. And I have to be honest with you, tonight... I texted my friend Morgan. I texted her and I said, hey, that's a lie. I didn't text her. I did a voice memo, which normally I hate them, but I was feeling some kind of way. But I sent the voice memo and I just said, hey, I want you, I want you to know that I've been sitting in a fast food parking lot for the last 30 minutes. Trying to convince myself that it was okay to have yet another one of these meals. Actually, let me... I'm going to play that voice memo for you. Let's listen to that. I'm going to try it this way. Here we are. I'm going to play it. I just want to let you know that I sat in the fast food parking lot for like 30 minutes because I really wanted to have it and a lot of it. But I just backed up and drove away. Can you hear like the sadness in my voice? Like that had to have come from like the inner turmoil going on. That was tough. But I'm home now. Like I'm home. This was right before I came to record this. I'll even screenshot it so you guys know it's real. Sorry for the crappy quality. I think my microphone's kind of messed up on my phone, but 
But I came home to have dinner here. And that feels good. It didn't feel good in the moment. It didn't feel good when I send that message. But the response that I got from her felt good. The way that I'm feeling right now, knowing that I did not binge and spend $20 on fast food just to get my fix. Oh, that's the way that I want to end this episode today. I feel great. I hope you guys are doing good. If you've made it this far, I love you so much. I know I go back and forth and I ramble, but that's literally what I'm here for. I want it to be kind of like you're just talking to me. So please share this if you can. Come back next week. Next Thursday, we'll have another episode of Life in the Fat Lane. What are we gonna talk? What are we gonna talk about next week? I got a few things, a few ideas. But we might explore going to the movies next week. I think that's what we're gonna do. Because there's some stuff in the news going on with the movies now, too, that I need to look into. And I'll be excited to talk about that because I love movies. And I'll, yeah, I want to talk about that next week. So thank you for joining me once again. Check out my socials. Next Thursday, same time, same place. Once again, I'm Beefy Smalls, y'all. And this is Life in the Family. <laughs>